What makes a woman truly iconic? Breaking barriers and shattering glass ceilings? Overcoming incredible obstacles? Defying standards and expectations? Some women are dangerous and even downright deadly. This is the Iconic Women Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah. Each episode, I'm here to share another woman's incredible story. Let's dive in. Today, we're talking about Wu Zexian, the only female emperor in the history of China. Her story is super interesting, but it's also extremely biased. She was undoubtedly ruthless and driven by power, but it's also clear from historical context that part of the reason that she is painted as malicious and cruel probably has a lot to do with the lack of appreciation for a woman being so brazen as to take on that amount of power for that amount of time at that point in history. Wu Zexian essentially had the ultimate power for half a century. She disrupted the entire existing dynasty and declared her own. Although, it doesn't actually count as a dynasty based on the actual definition of dynasty. Because she's the only person from her dynasty. At the time though, the idea of her new dynasty was generally accepted. She started gaining momentum as a teenager, brought to the palace to be the emperor's concubine. Because she was smart and ambitious, constantly seeking out knowledge, and charismatic, she quickly rose through the ranks in court. When Wu Zexian was about 25, that emperor passed away, and one of his sons took over as the new emperor. He took Wu Zexian as a consort as well, and she soon became his favorite, so he gave her the title of, essentially, Empress. As he got older, he got quite sick and gave her the authority to make decisions on his behalf. Turns out, he was a pretty mediocre ruler, but she was actually quite a good one, because she was both well-educated and swiftly decisive. Basically, for the rest of her husband's life, she pretty much ruled even though he was technically emperor by title. When he died, her son technically became the next emperor, but he was not of age, so she gained a title that basically was equivalent to acting ruler, and she continued her reign. Part of that role includes the ability to unseat and then redesignate who the next emperor is going to be, so she used that power when her son actually became old enough to be the emperor, stripped him of the title, and designated her younger son as the emperor instead. Since he was now underage, she kept the same role and title. Very tricky. 
Even once her younger son became old enough, she more or less kept him prisoner and wouldn't let anyone meet with him so she could keep her power. She was kind of known for having threats and rivals killed, so I guess he pretty much just let her do whatever she wanted. Eventually, she claimed the officially official title of Emperor for herself, and was so determined to eliminate threats to her power that she actually decimated 12 branches of the Imperial family. She had people killed, forced them to die by suicide, or exiled them. Mostly, these feats were carried out by her secret police force, known for carrying a literal handbook about torture methods. Needless to say, calling her ruthless just scratches the surface of her determination and commitment to her reign. But she wasn't completely evil, and actually, she had quite an impact on her empire. First and foremost, China's territory massively expanded during her reign, reaching deep into Central Asia. The lives of the peasant class also markedly improved under her rule because she lowered taxes, built new public works, and improved farming techniques. She made literacy more accessible and gave access to more classes of people than ever before to apply for jobs as higher-ranking officials, although that might have been mostly due to the fact that she had most of the people who would have qualified for those jobs either killed or exiled. Because Taoism and Confucianism, which were much more prevalent and powerful than Buddhism when she came into power, incorporated this sexist belief system that continued to pose threats to her legitimacy as the emperor, she, a Buddhist, elevated the status of Buddhism above all other spirituality and faiths in China. So what is it that makes Wu Zixian iconic? Her rise to power was swift. She was strong, charismatic, and well-educated. And she was the most powerful and influential woman at court during a time when her empire was at the peak of its power and glory. Despite having no proper claim to the level of power that she actually attained, she managed to hold on to essentially being the sole independent ruler of China for 50 years. Her tactics were ruthless and violent, and she was quick to anger and dismissal, which are traits typically associated with male rulers and rarely associated with women. In fact, women are frequently disregarded and rejected if they even approach these characteristics. But Wu Zixian owned it and fully utilized it to her advantage. Plus, on top of all of it, she actually led her country in a time of power and prosperity, so I guess whatever she was doing besides killing all her major threats to her claim totally worked. 
And what can we learn from her? I mean, primarily, we can learn that a smart, charismatic, and fiercely determined woman can achieve anything she puts her mind to. Now she's iconic. Can't get enough? Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash iconic women podcast. If you love this podcast, make sure you subscribe and don't forget to leave a review. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.